Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. All right, guys. Hopefully, you can hear me today. <laughs> um, I'm DJ Edwards. I got Mr. Brandon Monahan. Hey. Hey, hey, Brandon. <laughs> we got EE Strength. What's up? Your followers getting up yet? A little bit slow and steady. Yeah. Get the kids some followers. Get the kids some followers at E underscore E strength, right? Underscore. Oh, you missed Ah, dang it. No wonder why. <laughs> we got Noah Judas, pitching specialist. What's up, guys? We got Mr. Brett Thorny, special guest today with PBR Arizona. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. We got Mr. Jordan Schieffer. Hi. I don't know. I, I usually don't say. And then Miss Ashton Newell. Hello. She's running our keyboards over here. So uh, today, yeah, we just have a special guest um, talking about just baseball development and cases for kids. So, you know, I don't know if people have listened to our previous podcasts. Like we're showcasing bad products. We're showcasing good products. Everybody wants to do a showcase. So um, the biggest thing to us is development to able to be able to, to show. So you get in your top 10 or your rankings or the super 60, what you guys have, you know, so like, you know, what, what are kind of some tangibles that you look at, Brett, for the players that you evaluate, I guess? Well, thanks for having me, for one. But, uh, yeah, to jump right into it, I guess, like, first things everybody sees is the on-the-field product, right? Like, mm-hmm. the body, the athleticism. You know, when, when scouts go look for a kid, that's the first thing they see. So, like, um, programs like yours, you know, huge benefits of kids getting the weight room and dieting and, you know, just making that, making themselves look good and presentable is probably the first thing, right? Yes. I mean, your body's resume. Yep. Right. So scouts see you. That's, that's literally how do you take care of yourself or how don't you take care of yourself? Right. Yep. So that's, you know, that's what we, we express to guys for years. Now it's, you go to an event, you know, you, you go to your high school game. First thing the scout sees is your body and first you know, you'll get crossed off just by looking unathletic or being unathletic or not strong or. Yeah. I mean, if you look at pretty much almost all of our reports and stuff like that, it's the first thing you go over is sort of their, they're describing their body, how they look, you know, yep. um, some kids look durable, some kids look lean, some kids look wiry, you know, projectable, you know, projectable. Yeah. And it's, you know, part of that's a big part in like the tools, like, okay, are those tools going to get better? Are they going to stay the same or, you know, the body is plays a big role in. in I think that's also the most overlooked aspect too, mm-hmm. right. In baseball development. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no offense. We're blast. No, we blast Noah every episode. It's like, Hey, how many, how many times did I get in for pitching this week? Or how many times, you know, kind of your throwing program, how many kids have reached out are doing multiple throwing programs, but we just want to bang the lifting. Yeah. It's irresponsible. You know, yeah. right. But like, we're good about telling yeah. kids that too. Like I won't, if they, they got to choose, like, I'm not going to write a throwing program and then have them do another one, too. So they double up. That's just, like, a huge risk for injury. Well, on our end, yeah. right, it looks bad on us. Right? Oh, yeah, we'll take your money. But, no, that's not what we're about. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it's just guys giving a developed product, mm-hmm. you know, and just guys not just working on skill acquisition. I mean, it's really easy to see sometimes, too, like, when you go to one of our big tournaments and you go to a pool play game, you know, the size is like across the board, you know, but when you go into like a go watch the playoff games, like you really notice like, oh my God, these guys are huge. They're physical. They're 
they're strong, they're athletic, you know, there's a huge difference in the teams and like it, it shows. Why do you think that the body is the most overlooked part of development? Do you think it's just because kids want to show their skill or is it like, what is your opinion on that? Um, It's a hard question, I guess, right? Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> question. Like, you know, I think a lot of kids will look at stats a lot. Yeah. You know, they look at, you know, what my average is and stuff like, like I get DMs all the time, like, Oh, here's my stats for the year. You know, but like as a sophomore, does it, is there a huge difference between a kid hitting 300 and 200? Not really. Right. Like both kids need to get way better by junior year. Cause three, let's just be honest. 300 is not, not that good. It's not average. shit. Yeah. You know? So I think kids get, you know, they get caught up in the stats too much. Even, even the measure measurables at a young age, like, I mean, we collect the data and everything, obviously, because you need to to separate her later on. But it, you're just trying to get, gather data to like, what areas do I need to get better at, you know, to make myself an overall better player. But you know, I think kids are focusing too much on the measurable stuff. Where I mean, you can measure how big you're getting too. Like they could focus on well, that, a that bit and too. strength transfers. Yeah, right? you know, your your exit velo is going to go up. Your yeah. Your, your average fastball velocity is going to oh, yeah. go up, right? Just by adding strength. Oh yeah, You're, if Simple. you add strength and athleticism, yeah. like. And I'm not talking about getting big in the weight room like a bodybuilder. Yeah. I'm talking, you know, I hate this word so fucking much. It's functional strength. You know, like it's like it's not yeah. real functional strength. It's like yeah. how can the bot that body orient itself to be athletic enough to produce force? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like I know a lot of guys that have raw strength, but yeah. can they really? control their body weight exactly. and they control their pickup the or a linebacker would be throwing 100 right exactly. NFL linebacker would be throwing, yeah. would be throwing control their yeah. delivery on the mound yeah. like some guys are strong but they're just not athletic enough to keep balance and body control throughout yeah. the whole process you know hey we got to realize that you got to train athleticism as much as anything else you can't mm -hmm. just go to 24-hour fitness or eos and yeah. do some you know, bench press, bicep curls, and back squats and think you're going to hit tanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? There's all the other shit that goes into it, too, you know, posture, stuff like that, that we, you know, work on tirelessly. And that's, and that's the thing kids don't understand, too. Like, you can go to an EOS and just get big and run into a ball every once in a while, especially if you play in 4A or 5A, yeah. you know. But when you're starting to face, like, really good D1 pitchers, like, people are going to expose that eventually, you know. Yeah, and – I mean, our biggest thing is hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. We see that every day in here. How many times, Brandon, over the years, we've seen studs just not work hard and then two years later they're passed, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens. I mean, especially the, the high school to college transition is where, you know, you see it the most. Um, you know, the freshmen that were better than everybody, you know, when they get their freshman year of high school, you know, those couple of those guys are the ones that, rely purely or solely on talent and just kind of cruise for three, four years. They get to their senior year and all of their peers that were not as good as them, you know, that actually probably put some work in, spent that time, you know, by their senior year going into college are now as good or probably even better and also have a more developed work. Um, stealing their scholarship offers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know? Taking, taking scholarship yeah. offers and, you know, now actually the starter and looking you know, looking past them now, yep. you know, they're that they developed that work ethic and, you know, they're probably a little bit more set up for success at that, that next level. Whereas, you know, if you were the guy as a freshman going into your senior year and you were just better than everybody, now you're just like, well, shit, how do I, how do I turn it on now? And now it's, now it's too late. Well, you know, probably. Well, the, to piggy off that, like, 
scholarships are nice and all, but scholarships don't write the starting nine when you get to whatever school you go to. Just because player A is going on a full ride, if player B is just better than him when season comes, player B is going to start because the coach wants to win. He didn't give a crap who the money is. Just next year, you won't get the money. Well, his job relies on that. Yeah. yeah like, right? like it, you just won't get money next year. Yeah. But like just because you commit and you have money offered and when you're in high school doesn't mean that the, the position is going to be there and the playing time is going to be there when you get to college. Like Just because you signed that dotted line and you have the comp, like the – the scholarship doesn't mean like you're there. Yeah, and then like there's so many kids committing at a young age these days. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. If I'm a college recruiter, like I'm recruiting the best possible player the whole way through, no matter what. You know, like I don't, I, don't, I may have committed this kid as a sophomore, but that doesn't mean like he's the guy necessarily. You know, like I'm gonna go get a, get a kid that's better. Well, unfortunately, yeah. those guys don't send sign their NLI till yeah what their senior year yeah, yeah, and a junior year or and something like that, yeah. right? So you have – say you sign as an eighth grader or freshman or even sophomore, it's like, hey, sorry, scholarship's off the table now. Yeah. So, and that happens a lot. Yeah, or it, lo- it lowered or they told yeah. him he's not good enough or, yeah. you know, like they got to – kids got to keep working, you yeah. know. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we've all been there with college playing experience too. You know, you play with guys that after the fall semester, they've – been pulled off of scholarship like guys lose scholarships just as quickly as you can get one mm-hmm. um, so you know that's also it too just because you get your scholarship or you're committed early you know that that's no time to just go into chill mode or cruise mode that's that's the time to start working just as hard or even harder to keep that you know or junior colleges get bounce backs after the fall semester every year yeah, yeah. yeah. You, go, you go to a, you go to a big d1 and all of a sudden you weren't what they thought they were going to be and they're like hey like Sorry. <laughs> you're you're going to go to whatever community college is right next door, and then we're going to keep an eye on you, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're just not good enough to hack it here, so don't waste our time. Like, we, we have committed guys, like, they don't want to come to events anymore. And I'm like, well, when they ask me, I'm like, you should probably come. Like, you still want to prove that you're, you're the top dog. You know what I mean? Like, coming to an event will help you do that. But, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't improved, like, I don't know. It's your it's your decision then, you know. Like some sometimes coaches are wondering why you're not going, you know. Yeah. So it's for sure. A, I mean, what are your thoughts on overexposure though, right? Can can kids get overexposed, right? Yeah. Well, your definitely. job your job is to find what's good and wrong with people. Yeah. You know, as a scout too. Yeah. You know, like I know a lot of guys like scouts come in, like other reports are just negative. Yeah. They're yeah. covering their ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely like we want to highlight some highlights of them you know like positive things but we definitely want to go into like what, what they need what, work on. what they need to work on yeah. you know and i think coming to our events does a good job especially with all the data of like showing kids what they need to develop on but you definitely like if you go into too many events if you're staying at 160 for four events in a row and you haven't gotten stronger like what are, what are you exposing you know yeah and you're showing up the same player like we talked about yeah. the other day right where you yeah. You do an event in January with you, then you do an event in September with you, and you're the exact same player. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, you just literally hit cut and copy on their on the report and, yeah. and tweet it. I mean, it, you it's, know, it's close, definitely yeah. close. But you, you know, you got to get better is the main thing you got to yeah. take away from. I think, and I think people like you guys are helping that is like some some guys just don't have that person to like. Okay, here's your report. Here's your metrics. Here's your body. Like. Here's what they're saying. You got to get better at. Like, 
you got to do that. You know? Some kids don't want to hear it. Some kids don't even like pay. It. It's like they just go to the event, expect to get recruited, and that's it. You know, there's you're getting valuable feedback, 100%. and a lot of kids just aren't paying attention to it. Hundred percent. And I mean, this the thing. Like the biggest thing we tell guys too is like, do you want to be a first rounder or do you want to be a big leader? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter, mm-hmm. right? What round you get drafted in or what college you go to, but your ultimate goal is to be a big leader. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you. I tell guys all the time, like you haven't made it until you sign your second or third contract in the big leagues, mm-hmm. right? Like with your brother, Noah, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he's having a great freaking year this year, finally, you know, but like how many times has he thought like, it's like, am I going to make the roster this year right. after being in the big leagues? You know, yeah. we have hundreds of guys like that. Yeah. I was just going to like piggyback off you guys earlier. Like I see the same thing that you guys are talking about with the jump from high school to college. It's the same thing, going from the college to minors and then going up each level. Yep. Like those guys that just rely on talent, they get weeded out, man. That's like what the minor leagues are for. Yep. Those guys, unless you're uber, uber talented, I mean, you're you're still probably not relying on talent alone to get. Well, that's why talent. you need to. Well, you can uh, you can pick the college you go to to develop, right? You look at yep. who you develop, who develops you. Your yep. questions on your recruiting trips, like, what do you do for my development? Right. Like, where do you see me? What do you want me to do? What's your tr- strength training program like? What's your nutrition program like? Right. Can we at, talk about that as a minor thing that you need as to a minor, not uh, your jerseys? Well, yeah. And right. Cool, you, like, we'll talk about that. But like my, you in the minor leagues, right, where you get drafted, excuse me. Right. It's like a team drafted me in the in the 10th round. But I have another year of eligibility. Do I want to risk them to hopefully to say the Dodgers draft me versus somebody else that's right. dog shit at development? Right. Right. Like. Do you want to put your pride away for, you know, a couple rounds and get in a good org, you know, so you get developed? Because, like you said, like those guys just rely on all that talent through, throughout the whole year or the whole process of, of all systems. Yeah, that's you know? a conversation that we have with our guys too. Like, paying attention to who's interested in you and who, you know, might might take you in the draft or might want to sign you after high school or college. Like that's that's just important to look at. Yeah, like, the, like finding the school that wants to develop you, finding the right program that wants to help you develop, you know, finding the right showcases to go to, you know, not just going out and doing it. Go ahead, Jordan. What were you gonna say? Well, I, was gonna I know say, you. I know you've been waiting to say something. So. <laughs> well, it was like, like jumped in on you, but like like we were talking about, you go when you go to a college and you're looking at a college, people will go, oh, I want to go to Ole Miss. I love those baby blues, like. A, there's only so many kids that are good enough to go there. But then B, like, are the unis going to make you better? No. Like, you need to look into into the strength program. You need to look into how they're going to develop you as a player and how you're going to fit into that program. That's how you should look at college. And also make sure they have the degree you want. Yeah. That's, that's also important. Because you're going to have to be a grown-up at some point. Yeah. You're going to have to go get a job. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of kids are obsessed with, like, the D1 mentality, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, we all see here, like, that JUCOs are really good. Yeah. You know, like, you can go to those JUCOs after a year or two, become a dude, you know? Like, a couple of JUCOs here would be a couple of D1s around the area. There's like, D2s you know? that would, like, yeah. in Colorado, <laughs> that would just beat the brakes off, dude. Yeah. Like, some, some kids get kind of obsessed, like, where they fall on our board and stuff like that. Like, just because we ranked you 50 doesn't mean we think you're a bad player. Yeah. You can't be can't be good someday yeah. like it, it just means you're not one of those top d1 guys yet and there's things you need to work on you know and like i think development 
can be found at every level. We can develop until the day you retire. Yeah. You know, we had guys that, that were 10-year big leaguers this year come to us, right? Yeah. Multiple guys for development because yeah. you know, they wanted to get better. They needed to get better. Yeah. You know, the development process never stops. That's, well, that's why they're 10-year big leaguers. Because they're continually reinventing themselves. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah, they're continuing to get better and find new ways to get, get jobs done. I mean, yeah. you see guys out of baseball now that, like, are working – like not with an organization or anything and then they can come back in and like be successful yep. you know like you see stories like that all the time we had, now, we had you know? 16 ish 17 18 maybe free agents this year right yeah. every single one of them signed a, a deal yeah. as, of, as of yesterday as of yesterday every single person signed a free agent deal last night finally signed that's i mean that's huge right i mean mm -hmm. the fact that they were out of baseball a couple guys were out of baseball for over a year yeah with like everything that happened with COVID and everything, and it was well over a year for a couple of guys and get yeah. back into it. Yeah, I mean it's it's absurd. I was just talking with one of them last night. Actually, it was a really cool conversation. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool, but it shows you right there your job's not done. You know. Oh yeah. And it's doesn't matter how good you are as a freshman or a sophomore in high school. Like nobody cares. Yeah. Who cares if you're good as a sophomore in high school? Yeah. You know it's. Well, that's, I mean, I think we talked about it either last week or the week before. I mean, we have a VLO board, and just to be on our VLO board of, I think, what is there, 10 names on there right now for the VLO? Yeah, we have a top 10, and the slowest VLO is 96 flat. So it's just like if you're a high school kid and you're cool with or you're excited about your 90 or 91 or you're even a college guy and you're excited or ecstatic or content with your 91, 93, then it's just like, well, that's as good as you're going to be. And you've probably played at your last level because we have guys that like we were just saying, you know, we're out of professional baseball for over a year. And some of those names are yeah. on our VLO board at yeah. 96 to 98. And it's just like, those guys are fighting for jobs and you're a high school kid and you're happy with, you know, 88 to 90. And you think that's going to get you there. And it's just like, that's not even, not I mean, even close. Right. There's so many guys out there just in the realm of the world that throw yeah, like 88 I mean, miles per hour that don't even have a fucking yeah, job. And that's, that's just yeah. our facility. Just you know, that's just, that's just well. the guys we know about, mm -hmm. like, you know, that are on our radar. <laughs> there's, there's 50 other states. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's other countries like, you know, like, you think you're happy with the 88 to 90 and it's just like, all that's right, That's a man. good change up in Major League Baseball. It is. It is. It's a great change 88 up. to 90 is a great change up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if it's straight, it just sucks. Cool. Now, you, all right, now you throw 96. Now we need to get some kind of characteristic to the baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, like 96 it needs, flat doesn't even play. It needs to sink. It needs to ride. It needs to do something. Noah, like, what are your things on that? Like, what do you Yeah, I mean – you throw 96 down the middle in the big leagues, it's getting fucking hit. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you throw a, a normal, you know, run-of-the-mill 15 vertical break, 15 horizontal break heater in the middle of the zone at Bye -bye. 97 miles per hour, it's going to get hit the majority of the time. Like, it's going to leave faster than it came in. Yeah, you, you got to have you got to have some sort of outlier characteristic. And, yeah, 97 in and 107 well, out. That's another, <laughs> that's another thing about our events. Like, I don't think kids, like, we're trying to get them to understand the data a little bit more and stuff like that. Like they don't, they can't look at the track man data and know like, okay, my fastball is straight, you know, like how do I get that better? And then like pitching coaches like you guys, and but stuff he threw like 90. That. So he's happy. Yeah. He's happy. Like there's things you can do to manipulate the ball to make it, you know, 
get some horizontal run on it or something like that, you know, and pitching coaches can use that feedback. Well, it's just on our side, it's movement. That's what we're doing it's here. It's exactly yeah. what we do. Like our, our player development reports is like, this is what you're doing right. This is what you're doing wrong. This is where you need to be, mm-hmm. you know. And it's this like, is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. you to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, all right, I need more vertical break. All right, well, you need to get your scap in a little bit better position right. so you get more horizontal abduction get on top of the baseball, you know. Or let's get better lateral tilt. Or lateral tilt. Yeah, get better lateral tilt. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't lateral you can't go into lateral flexion and you're wanting more horizontal or uh, vertical break. You're not going to ever achieve it, you know. So you see a lot of guys that have injuries because they're only chasing velocity. They're not chasing the other characteristics of mm-hmm. of the game. What makes velocity? Yeah, and that's where like and that's where I think we get everybody who's like, hey. I'll go spend money on a pitching coach or a hitting coach because I want to hit good. But a pretty swing when you're as strong as a wet paper straw, like bat goes backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When like, you see the ball hitting the bat and the bat going exactly. backwards. And like if you're not strong enough to hit the ball hard, like it doesn't matter how good your swing. You can have a pretty swing, but it doesn't matter. You can have pretty throwing mechanics. No one can give you the perfect mechanics. You can throw exactly like Jacob DeGrom, but you're still gonna throw eighty one because you're like you're not strong, you don't move well. Eighty one's hard for your body type because you have efficient mechanics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can play eight tournaments a summer and have a terrible swing the whole summer and hit a couple ground balls to the hole. You got a good average, and oh, I'm satisfied. Yeah, five six <laughs> rollover ground balls, and yeah, I hit four hundred. How many infield hits you got, dude? This punch and Judy's looked like line drives in the book. Yeah. Now, now though, batting batting average doesn't mean shit. It's all about OPS and all yeah. that quality yeah. ABs and runs, yeah. runs created plus and oh, yeah. you know, it's like baseball has completely changed. Or <laughs> you know, it's it's changed. It's different in, in a good way. Yeah, you know. And going back to the recruiting recruiting thing is, if you're going to a school that's old school and doesn't know about these new nuances of development, then you're not going like, to ever play. It, I mean, guys get lucky. We can't say ever. But guys get lucky, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, I don't know, like, it's just, like, objective feedback, you know? Like, there's a concrete number as to whether you're you're good or not. Like, that's kind of what all the new data in baseball is. It's What's just, what scouts ask you for, right? Yeah, it's just it's, objective hey, Can I get his rap soda numbers? Can I get his trackman numbers? Yeah. Like, I've never seen a kid pitch before, but can I get his data? Like, and that goes back to like what we were just talking about. You know, if you you might have the prettiest swing and it might look phenomenal, and you know, a scout might see your stats on paper, and then when they come, they come and watch you, and your exit velo is seventy four, and all you're doing is dribbling balls up the middle. I mean, you're you're off their radar. Yeah. You, you don't hit the ball hard. You're not fucking getting recruited. Yeah, you get hit zero, literally zero with. 15 barrels, right, that are just lenient at yeah. the track. And, like, oh, yeah, he's good, right? Yeah. And co- then kids get pissed off. Oh, he only hit 330 this year. I hit 500. You know, it's just like, well, he's yeah, a good player. His average exit below is fucking 88, <laughs> yeah. and yours is 55. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's disturbing how I don't want to blast parents on this, right? But, like, it's disturbing that parents just think that's okay, yeah. right? And then they'll – or they'll be like, hey, little Johnny's going to the school. He's in transfer out because he's not playing. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference between the results and the process. You know, yes. like people got to be start to get more 
process oriented. Very. I mean, I think we're very fortunate here to work with the kids we do in, in both locations, Colorado and here, because those kids want it. They want to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not coming in to just slap dick around. They want to actually achieve something. And yeah. people got to buy in too, yeah. right? Like, They're bought I'm, into the process. I'm sure you have guys that don't buy in too, yeah. and they don't. But they don't, they don't have as much success, right? They don't last. You know, we either tell them to leave or they leave on their own. Yeah. You know, that's just how yeah. it how it is. We've told kids to leave because they're pieces yeah. of shit. Like, <laughs> we don't like we don't have spots. Like, yeah. We don't have spots to deal with that. Like we have so many people that want to be here. Like we don't have spots to deal with people that don't want to be here. Yeah. I mean, what's what's a good age to start training for this stuff, right? It's just like now you see eight year olds trying to get in the weight room. It's like, oh. Let's teach proper movement patterns first, you know, like, I mean, there's certain training for certain ages, exactly. you know, like once they start getting to high school, they can start pumping it up a little bit, but I mean, there's things you can do before that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. We have, we like, have quite a few, you know, 10 to 12 year olds in here. Love them. They're awesome. Yeah, they're great. To have yes. around there. <laughs> they're the best. Yeah. One of your favorite athletes is yeah, what, how old is he? 10, 12, 11. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Baseball is a lot about routines, right? Like if you can start getting young kids on a routine early, then they, I mean, they want to learn it later, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's beneficial to get those young I mean, work kids ethic in now is like the biggest thing. Like kids quit in season, and my biggest thing is like, all right, well, do you want to play college? Yeah. Well, why are you quitting? Are you gonna quit weights in season at college? Are you gonna quit going to school in season and college? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's a part of your routine. That's fun. You like, know, I'll see kids management. like do bands before their there's pitching sessions with us or ball programs or whatever, but like most of them don't. You know what I mean? Like, so most of them are just coming in and just Going showing cold. us what they got. Yeah. You know? I think too, like from a different standpoint, <laughs> educating the parents too, right? Because I've I've seen guys before being like, I know I need to be here, but you know X, Y, and Z. You know, my parents don't understand this, or mm-hmm. I think showing them too, like the quality of why strength as a foundation matters, and these different elements of you know the skill specific stuff. Because these younger guys, they can only control what they can control, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've just kind of seen that as well. And I think just educating them more with, like, the data and how you get certain places, yeah. that can be just as important, too. Yeah. Kids, yeah. kids don't write the checks. No. Kids don't get paid for the right. training. Especially so, like, kids without a driver's license. Understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Helping and them understand, too. I think that's something we could do better is sending a report to parents, right? Not just to the athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, we parents now walk away with us like a – a card on our assessment, right? It's like, this is what you sucked at or your athlete sucked at. This is what your athlete was good at. It's you know, nice this is where, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true though, right? I mean, and also like, are we going to really over ramp, over ramp somebody that's throwing 97 with 20 inches of vertical? Right. No. Right. This is, you know, his intern rotation might be why he throws the lack of intern rotation might be why he throws that way, mm-hmm. you know? So injury. Exactly. That's that's yeah. when it comes into it. So there's yeah. there's different facets of development and training for sure, you know, and just not, you know, not being on the field every single minute of every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we had multiple guys this year that were drafted. They they're just cage rats, but they're also in the weight room a lot. You know, yeah. they live and breathe it. You know, so that's I mean that's the biggest thing for us is just finding what works for the guy and giving them a kind of a path and a green light to do it. Yeah. You know. Sure. You got anything else, guys? That's a fast episode today, huh? Good. Yeah. Cool, Brett. Appreciate you having on, man. Got anything? Anything else you want to say? No. Thanks for having me, thanks guys. For, was... Thanks for doing everything you're doing for Arizona. Oh, appreciate it. It's uh, it's fun. 
Absolutely. All right. Where, where can the people find you on Instagram and Twitter? Uh, PBR Arizona. Cool. Both of them? One, one word. Okay. Everything. Social media. Sweet. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> <laughs>